Our first uh, scripture reading is from the Old Testament. It's from the book of First Chronicles. Uh, these are words of David, and if some of them uh, sound familiar to you, you might find some of these words embedded in what we know as the Lord's Prayer. So First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 13. I invite you to follow along on the screen. It says, Then David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly, David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. And now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, there are lots of times that I will uh, stand here on a Sunday morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it, regardless of what the weather might be doing. You heard me read earlier from 1 Chronicles 29. Yours, O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Earlier, we recognized our high school and college graduates. We had a blessing and commissioning for our youth and young adults going to New Orleans as they depart from us uh, next Saturday. Next Sunday is Father's Day. Nancy Groff is coming in July. And we have vacation Bible school towards the end of July. But today, today, we blow the roof off this place, or as was popular with my children around the dinner table when they were younger, today, we get to blow bubbles in our milk. You and I have come here to praise God, or as the fifth and last in my sermon series, Sola Deo Gloria, glory to God alone. And I think we see this most powerfully demonstrated in worship. Now, the word worship comes from two old English words, worth shape, which means that we are here today to shape the worth of God. But then the question is, where do we find the words? And how do we sound the notes to shape the worth? And praise the God who in the very beginning of time flung flaming suns and spinning stars into the limitless reaches of time and space. As I said earlier, in our children's VBS next month, we're going to be in outer space as the theme is stellar. Now, did you know that if you look up into the sky tonight, you will see stars that do not yet even exist? But when they did exist, they were so far away that the light from those stars was just now reaching our solar system. So to put it another way, the Big Dipper is a star cluster 75 light years from planet Earth. It takes 75 years for the light of the Big Dipper to get to Earth. And what that means is if you are 75 years old today, you can look up into the sky tonight and you can see the Big Dipper as it existed on the day in which you were born. As the praise song goes, our God is an awesome God. 
He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. The question I have for you this morning is this. What do we need to do to capture or recapture the astounding greatness of God? How do we express the awesome wonder of God? One place to go is the book of Psalms. Today, we're going to look at one of the 73 Psalms attributed to David, Psalm 103. Now, I know it says in your bulletin that the second scripture reading is from Romans chapter 11. Our wonderful secretary, Peggy Osborne, was on vacation this week, which means we need to do two, uh, do, do two bulletins before she left. And that was the scripture I, I gave her. I, in fact, since then, I've changed my mind. So this one's on me. But I want you to join me as we're going to walk through one of the great praise psalms of the Bible, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Again, I invite you to follow along. David says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Friends, this too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a moment of prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, today we are seeking words to praise and thank you for your goodness to us. And I pray, I personally pray that your Holy Spirit would enter into my heart to bring those words to my lips so that every heart here in this room and those who are watching might also bring those words and thoughts before you in praise of your grace and glory. And it's through Jesus Christ that I pray these things. Amen. Well, in Psalm 103, David starts out by talking to himself. Are you someone who ever talks to yourself? I talk to myself a lot, and it's a little unnerving when you're walking by someone and they give you that sideways glance, and they look at you like you're crazy. One of the great things about talking to yourself is when you have an argument with yourself, you're never wrong, so I'm always right. But do you ever talk to yourself, or do you ever talk to yourself in church? Well, David did, so you might want to try it sometime. David said, when you come into the presence of God, you should be talking to yourself. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Praise is always personal. Praise is way too important to leave it to the pros like our choir or our praise team who are here up front. It's something that we have to do. What matters to God is the praise that comes from the depths of your soul. And no matter how melodic the music and no matter how poetic the prayers, those songs and those prayers would simply bounce off the ceiling and fall flat as a pancake in these aisles unless it came authentically from the depths of your soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. So David holds a meeting of his insides inside the sanctuary of a church. He says, okay, brain, come on, wake up. 
these were the days before coffee. <laughs> he says, heart, get thumping, and tongue, loosen up. Let's get these lungs ready to sing. David talks to himself and says, all that is within me. Now, some of us here, I bet, are intellectual types, so that when we come to worship, we naturally want to engage our minds in worship, and that means our, our emotions sort of collect cobwebs there in the pews. Others of us are naturally emotional, robust people, so we come enthusiastically to have our feelings engaged while our minds then shift into neutral. In his best southern accent, David says, all y'all are supposed to come to worship. Or as the early church father, St. Augustine said, we are to be a hallelujah from head to toe. All that is within me, bless his holy name. And so friends, I wanna encourage you to not hold anything back in your worship to the Lordship of Jesus Christ especially as you worship him today. Sunday, the Lord's Day, is to be a day of ecstasy. Ecstasy simply means to stand beside yourself. Worship is a time to be beside yourself. That, listen to what the Apostle Paul told the church in Ephesus. He said that we have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. So by virtue of our eternal election, physical creation, the redemption of Jesus Christ, and the voice of our faith, we belong to him. But for what purpose? To show up every once in a while here and do the, quote, religious thing? Mm -mm. Paul says, to live for the praise of his glory. That means day after day, Sunday after Sunday, yes, those festive banner days, and even those pothole days. The Habitat for Humanity founder, Millard Fuller, tells of one time being at a ceremony in which they were giving a brand new house to a woman who had been living in poverty. And this is what he writes. He said, we were up in New London, Connecticut, where we presented a woman a house for her family, complete with shrubbery and appliances. And as is our custom, we gave her the keys to her new house and a Bible and asked her to say something to the workers. She was so overcome that she could only say a few words, but on the way back to her seat, she began to shout, glory, hallelujah. There were a lot of New England white folks there. They were scared. <laughs> they didn't know what was going to happen next when she started to shout, if in fact the Lord himself might appear at any moment. It was wonderful. Raw, uncensored praise can be an awfully scary thing but so beautiful when it comes from the heart. So now David is ready to worship. He is poised for praise. How about us? How about you? How about me? <laughs> Isn't it interesting? We will gush over wine and weather, wax philosophical about cars and quarterbacks, ponder colleges and children, and yet we tend to fall silent and catch a bad case of laryngitis when it comes time for us to give thanks and praise for the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so what David does in Psalm 103 is he clicks off some of the reasons as to why we should praise God. In fact, every hallelujah and every bless the Lord is grounded in a reason. 
And as I give these reasons, I want you to think about how miserable your life would be without these blessings. Verse three reads, who forgives all your iniquity and who also heals all your diseases. God, only, God not only forgives you of your sins, but he also heals the scars of your past. Remember the wonderful parable from Luke's gospel that Jesus tells about the prodigal son who came home after he made a big mess of his life and he was welcomed and he was accepted and he was forgiven and then he was embraced. Psalm 103 says that God redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. So the ring, the robe, the sandals, and the banquet, they were all in honor of the prodigal son who finally came back home. Well, friends, I'm here to tell you that God crowns you and me with that kind of love and compassion. It also said that God satisfies you with good as long as you live. But you know what most of us do? Most of us will pile up our gripes rather than pile up our praises because we go through life with a ton of unfulfilled wants and desires. We'll work and work Monday through Friday on this dead sprint to get more money, more recognition, more self-esteem, more security. But it seems no matter how much we accumulate, we still feel a lot like Mick Jagger in that song, I can't get no satisfaction, though I try and I try and I try and I try. We're a lot like the man who was flipping through the classified ads of the Lancaster newspaper, and he did a double take because he saw this ad, 2023 Mercedes S500, 5,000 miles, $1,000. This guy couldn't believe it. He dialed the number on his phone, and a lady answered, and she said, yes, it's true. She said, you come on over, you take a look at it, you write me a check, and it's yours. Well, that man, he made a mad dash over to that lady's house to see this car, and he took it out for a test drive, and it drove like a dream. And he came back, and he said, sold. And he wrote her the check, and he handed it to her, and they signed all the necessary paperwork. And he was about to drive away when he stopped, and he turned back, and he said, listen, I've signed all the papers, I've given you the check, What's the deal here? She said, well, all right. The woman said, you see, it's my husband's car and he ran off with his girlfriend to California. He emailed me last week with a message, need money, please sell the car, send the cash. <laughs> no matter how many things we have, how many lives we can ruin never seems to be enough, never seems to be good enough. We always want more. Uh, Jesus promised that his disciples would experience life that was not just good enough, but more than enough, that it would be an embarrassment of riches and an abundance of blessing flowing into their lives. And so friends, it's not about more stuff not about better health, but it's about Jesus helping us to see things in ways that we have never seen them before. It might be a smile on the face of someone that we have been completely oblivious to. 
might be celebrating the sunrise of a new day filled with hope and promise. Might be looking into a loved one's eyes over the dinner table or playing peekaboo with a grandchild or maybe the smell of barbecue in the backyard. It's when we throw back our heads and we belt out a song or a hymn. That is a joy in Jesus Christ. That is praise. So when the Hershey Bears, who are in the finals of the Calder Cup, score a goal, you don't need to tell the crowd, hey, we need to be cheering. It just happens. And for us, when we sing our songs and sing our hymns, and sing our doxologies, praise God from whom all blessings flow, it just comes. For God satisfies us with good things as long as we live. Well, how good? The end of verse 5 says, our youth is renewed like the eagles. Garrison Keeler tells the story in one of his uh, prairie home companions about an old man who's driving this decrepit ancient vehicle down the main street of Lake Wobegon. And as he was driving, he hit this huge pothole which rattled the car so much that it rolled back the odometer 100,000 miles. And Garrison Keeler says, not only did the car seem newer, but the driver felt rejuvenated and born again. <laughs> Our youth is renewed like the eagles. And let's face it, all of us need to be renewed. And for many of us, we seek that renewal out in the summer. There's a story of the a Vanderbilt uh, College chaplain who told about a counseling appointment that she had with a young woman, this graduate student, who was convinced that she was losing her mind. This young woman was so overwhelmed in her academic pursuits and in this master's degree in history that she was going for, that she said that when she went to the library, she had the impression that all the books on the shelves were chattering at her at the same time. And she actually had to run out of the library just to find some peace and quiet. Well, there's a lady who needed a vacation. As we come into summer, I know that many of you will be traveling for vacation. Well, even when you are away, there are ways, practical ways to praise God. Like, for example, going to another church. Now, you're welcome to Zoom with us or to watch us online, but please take the time to visit other churches and then be sure to bring back that Sunday bulletin so that we can see where you've been. Bring your Bible, read your Bible, or some kind of a devotional, and maybe even journal as part of your quiet time. Sing songs and hum hymns when you're laying on the beach or even looking for your ball in the woods on the golf course. But make sure that you pray and thank God, even if you're sitting around the table eating food at McDonald's. I'll close with these words that someone has shared that should serve as a reminder for us to bless and praise the Lord. I had to write to tell you how much I love you and care about you. Yesterday, I saw you walking and laughing with your friends. I was hoping you soon would want to walk and talk with me as well. So I painted you a sunset to close your day and whispered a cool breeze to refresh you. 
I waited, but she never called. As I watched you fall asleep at night, I wanted to reach out to you, so I spilled moonlight on your face. The next day, I exploded a brilliant sunrise and glorious morning for you, but you woke up late and rushed off to work. You didn't even notice my sky as it became cloudy and my tears were the rain. I love you, if only you will listen. I try to say it in the quiet of the green meadow and in the blue sky. The wind whispers my love through the treetops and spills it into the vibrant colors of all the flowers. I shouted to you in the thunder of the great waterfall and composed love songs of the birds to sing to you. I warm you with the clothing of my sunshine and the perfume of the air. My love for you is deeper than any ocean and greater than any need in your heart. If only you realize how I care. My father senses love. He cares too. So call soon. No matter how long it takes, I will wait because I love you, your friend, Jesus. Well, friends, we've got the rest of the day and then tonight for this kind of celebration, and then next week, and then pretty soon it will be July and August. So let's do the thing for which we were created. Let's bless and praise the Lord. Why? Because sola Deo Gloria, glory to God alone. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, we do praise you. We proclaim your glory, knowing there's no way to fully express our praises. We woke up this morning to the glory of the dawning of a new day with you that you have sent to brighten this earth. And we look around here this morning and we see your people aglow in your presence. We hear your glory as your people break forth in song. We feel your glory in the stirring of our spirits as we hear the gospel of your love. Oh, great God, like any parent, you rejoice when your children call your name. And so God, bend your ear and hear our praises and prayers to you this day. Show forth your glory in the commitment of our resources to your kingdom. We thank you for your renewing and empowering spirit and the help we are to one another. And now lift our burdens, wipe our tears, heal our grief, soften our anger, shatter our illusions, and God take away anything that stands in the way of our full embrace of your will for our lives. To the glory of Jesus Christ, we do pray all these things. Amen.